Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another SLG Meetup. Now, I'm very excited about today because we're gonna have a very special guest. And it's a friend of mine. I've known him for a while already and I'm very fascinated by what he has accomplished in the last few years. His name is Sam Palmer. He's a luxury real estate professional from London, currently based in LA. And what I find fascinating about him is that not only he works on properties that are 10 million and above, but the network that he's built over the years and how he's bringing all of that and all of those connections into the real estate game. And that has just taken him upward and through the knowledge, expertise and connections, he's built a great business. And he's currently with the agency, one of my favorite brokerages. And I, I do believe that his combination and the formula has led him to massive success and he's going to tell us all about it today. There he is, the man himself. What's going on, Sam? How are you? How are you? Thank you for that lovely introduction. Well, maybe you <laughs> deserve nothing but the best. <laughs> so good to see you. How you are things too. in LA? It's a bit cold at the moment. Um, I left London. I left here and it was like 27 degrees before Christmas and then I've come back and it's a lot colder, so it's uh, it's not not the not the best. Listen, but the properties are still keeping you warm, and it's all exciting when it comes yeah, to this industry, right? Without a doubt, you... the uh, the properties. It's been a good start to the year so far, so it's been a. Uh, it's. I think it's going to be a busy year. Last year was so so. This year, I've I've I'm getting the feeling that it's going to be quite a good year. Oh, can't wait to see what you have in store for all of us because every time i see you you are doing something incredible i mean both of us love to travel but you're taking it to the next level because you're <laughs> expanding also the whole real estate business and the connections that you're building around to bring them into your i guess playground in la because that's where some of the most incredible homes in the world are located so tell us a little bit about how you've been transitioning from being in London, then you moved somewhere else, Monaco, came back to LA, and how you've been doing all of this into becoming one of the go-tos when it comes to luxury real estate in LA. Yeah, I think that was that was a, a I made sure I did that. So we we moved to Monaco. We we left here in COVID 2020. Ended up moving to Monaco, came back for a little while, and then we decided to go again. We went to London, Switzerland, and then back again, but. I, I knew that this was going to be my path I was going to take. Obviously, we we buy and I'd say we're we house flippers ourselves. Um, so I I knew this was going to be the path I took. So I, what I, I thought while I was in all these different places to meet as many people as possible, but as many agents as well. Um, so one thing with me is I, I always work with a partner. Whatever deal I do, I always work with a partner. It's just the way I like doing it. I think it's better for the client. It's better for me. I know my strengths, my weaknesses. So I'll partner with someone that I feel that brings something to my weaknesses. Um, and at that moment, that guy is Blair Chang, um, one, of the, uh, one of the owners of the agency. Um, we've been working close on a couple of deals. Um, and so I've been meeting that and then I've got something in London different because in London it's very different you have buyer side seller side so I work with different people on both sides and all of a sudden these all these connections have started coming through it's 
been two years, three years really of building it, but it started to trickle through. I just got something in London last week that I put now my partner's in London into. Um, I done a big deal in Switzerland last year with, with someone um, that I work with in Switzerland. So they've all started to trickle in and it's, it's been amazing. I think more people could do it, but I think it's because of we've traveled so much Mm-hmm. And the network we've managed to build, it's hard to build that network if you're not on the ground. Mm-hmm. 100%. Look, I, I just applaud to what you're doing because a lot of people, especially in this industry, they have the ego to want to do everything themselves. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll do everything. And if you put that ego aside and you're thinking what's best for the client and you already have those connections and you've been building them over time, how can you serve? Because you've been coming from an industry of property management. You've been helping to yeah. staff right? You were stuffing homes. So you understand what the client is looking for when it comes to adding value and keeping everything up to speed on what they need. And through those connections, you started to build your brand to become the real estate agent that people can trust. And it was not a matter of you can trust me because of all the experience I have. No, but because you are resourceful, you're partnering up with those individuals that will be the best fit for whatever that client is looking for, plus the expertise and the things that you can bring to the table and you're learning through the process. Everybody's winning. And I think it's a genius idea, especially if you're trying to keep that broad international network. So my only question for you while you've been doing that is how you brand yourself, because sometimes people get a little bit confused, whether you're just doing one thing in one place versus another. And I personally have this issue sometimes. And I see a lot of people that try to expand too quickly that all of a sudden they dilute their strength and people don't even know anymore what to go for that guy. So I've how do you keep that? I've thought about that a lot, actually. That's, that's a good question because I've actually put a lot of thought into that. Um, and before when I started, I was trying to probably be a bit of everything to everyone. Um, and I'm not that. I'm, I brand myself as an off-market property specialist because I, I, I hear of a lot of things that other people don't. Um, and I also have a network that I can take things amazing things to trophy listings around the world so people come to me with information i'm a very i think i'm a very good middleman um i'm not there's there's a lot of agents that are better than me in in the whole package etc i am i'm a very good marketer um but i'm also very good at putting things in front of people um and i've realized now that's my strength um and i'm now not interested in if the property is not exciting i'm not interested and mm-hmm. i turned something down two weeks ago it was a it was a, it was a, it was a lovely house but it was it was a run-of-the-mill house it was eight million and i gave it away to someone um because i just had no interest in working on it i want to for me i really only want to really break records uh i i'm i'm very lucky i live in the houses that we sell so it makes it very different I can advise on on a different level than the most agents. There's probably only another two in the world that can that can do that. Um, I don't know if there's another two that have lived in sort of multiple hundred million dollar homes, but <laughs> there's. <laughs> but that yeah. that's a difference. We lived in a fifty six thousand. We've lived in uh, uh, an apartment in Monaco. We've got one of the best homes in London. So we we know and understand that side of the market. I know what it takes, obviously through staffing as well, but obviously living it, 
what it takes to staff these houses. So you can just add such different advice. So why for me go and sell $2 million homes when that guy doesn't really get me anyway. Um, and I think that's it. And it's not, I actually, for me, actually, I think it, I said this to someone yesterday, I find it harder to sell $2 million homes. I got hats off to people that sell volume because for me, it's such hard work. I think that also some of the takeaways from what you mentioned is to stay authentic to who you are because people are going to connect with you also on the lifestyle level and on your knowledge level. And that knowledge comes also from how you live every day. And if you're already doing all these different things that also the people that buy the 10, 20, $30 million properties are doing, whether it's traveling to all these jet set locations, dining in the same restaurants or engaging in all sorts of activities, then you connect to those people to a higher level than those that maybe are doing something different with their lives and are looking for a million dollar property. Nothing wrong with it, but it's about staying committed to your niche audience based on how you can connect beyond what it is about real estate. And you can always elevate yourself, right? It's not just that you sell $1 million properties and you stay there forever. The whole idea is how can you elevate yourself as a human financially as well, and then start working with people that are also a bit at a higher degree. So it's exciting. It's exciting. How do you enter or how can you, because a lot of people are asking, well, okay, it's great. The guys living at these amazing properties and all of that, not everybody has it, but what's their roadmap? What's some of the take like key steps that you can take to start entering that world of the ultra network? Someone asked me this yesterday and look, it, within anything, within especially real estate, it's about your network without a doubt. Um, if you haven't got a network, it's going to be very, 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 very difficult. Um, but that said, I'll, I'll take it back to one of my previous jobs in recruitment. I was very determined of what I was, who I was, what I was going to sell. This is the path I'm taking. Um, and if it is for me, if I was built, if I had no network in the $2 million homes and I had no networking thing, I've just come to LA kind of like what we did just choose the highest go for it um and but then it's about branding yourself right um making sure your website looks good that you're gonna have to spend money um but that's i think when i see people trying to do it and they're not spending any money that's why is anyone going to take you serious can you get people i suppose look what does a seller want to see can you get them exposure to to your network, a bigger network? Can you get them social media exposure? How does that work? Um, can you get them in the press? That all these things start trickling on. Then if someone takes a shot on you and they can see, and are you there every day? One thing that I never, one thing I suppose about me, and, and I'll say Blair as well, who I work with, we open every open house. We close every open house. We do the paperwork for the LA Times ads. We are calling the drone videographers. We're not leaving it to an assistant. We're doing it ourselves. And I think that is when a client looks and goes, you know what, these guys work hard. They're not just here to be on Instagram and show. But there is plenty of agents that are like that. And what's great is I'm stealing their business. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, of course, everything sounds very appealing, very sexy, but there's a lot of obstacles along the way. So what are some of the things that you will say you've faced 
through your career that is like, wow, this was like one of the hardest, like bounces against the wall. And this is well, last, what I got from it. Yeah. Last year, I suppose having, I suppose we, we're working on a property at the moment that I truly believe in. I truly believe it's the best property on the market. Um, so much so we actually tried to buy it uh, originally. Oh. So it's up for 26,950. Um, I offered uh, 34 on this property before. So that's how much we believed in it. Unfortunately, people then say, well, why didn't you buy it? Mm -hmm. um, the, it was pre construction and it didn't have a certificate and we had to move in, but I believed in it at 34. Obviously the market's changed so much now. Um, it's now down at 26,950 and I think it is the biggest steal on the market. Now, where's the frustration? We've had this in Rob Report, Wall Street Journal, every Instagram page, Ennis has done a walkthrough on it. So we've given it every piece of exposure that we could give it. We've put it in front of all the agents and it tells us now it's the market that there's, because we know there's not other houses selling in the area at the same price, that it's not something we're missing. But it is frustrating that there's this amazing property sitting there that mm -hmm. someone could probably get an amazing deal and actually, in some ways, I think they could do put a bit of money into it, furnish it, and then flip it again for more money. Um, that, that's one of my biggest frustrations at the moment, just not the market dictating a little bit what our, our hard work and effort has done hasn't paid off at this moment, but I know it will. You're already tied up with your schedule, so I don't want to take too much of your time. But one thing that always comes to my mind when I talk to our guest is, what is really luxury to you? God, I think it changes. Uh, I think that it's funny. Someone else asked me this the other day. I think luxury probably changes for you every year um, because as you learn more and you see more and what you thought was luxurious becomes actually something in the past. So I think it's, I think it's a, it's a learning thing is luxury. Um, what is luxury within your own life, being able to do something you enjoy um, on your own time schedule, I think is probably one of the, the biggest luxuries of life. I want to just wrap this up with one last question. What would you tell your younger self if you were starting again? Oh, God. Um, yeah, I think it would have been pay attention a little bit more at school. Um, and, and then, but then follow your own path, I think. I, I, I've, I've, there's nothing about my life that I regret at all. I've, I've traveled the world. I've lived in different countries all over the world. Um, got a beautiful family. So it's worked out well for me. Yeah. Um, so it's, I think, yeah, just keep following yourself. Listen, always good to chat with you. Congrats on what you're doing. And I look forward to seeing you soon. See you soon. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Take care. Bye. Bye. And thanks again for everybody tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember, embrace each beautiful success in life. My name is Alvaro, and I'll see you next time.